and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at nicolegoodhealth.com to find out more. Welcome back to the Good Health Podcast. So this is our first solo episode of the autumn after the summer break. And we're going to jump into a very kind of seasonal hot topic today, and that is your immune system. Because at this time of year, we hear so much about immunity. There's a lots of ads flying around for certain things. There's also, we hear a lot about like the flu jab, and now we hear a lot about COVID boosters, uh, how to avoid colds and viruses through the winter. So there's lots of this sort of going around. There's lots of information out there. Some of it is really useful and really beneficial. Other parts of it are sort of highly promotional. So I really want to just kind of dig into a couple of these things today in this episode. And We're going to start by looking at the jabs. So we know that the flu jab is around and nowadays we also have the COVID booster and lots of people ask me whether or not this is something that they should have. Um, I really think the answer to this is it depends case by case and we need to look at each individual as to whether you want to have it or not. And if you are a healthy individual, you know, that choice may be that you don't want to have those things done. If you are immunocompromised, then the jab might be beneficial. If you've got things like EBV or reactivated EBV, um, high viral load, these, you know, I work with a lot of people that have these issues, then you may want to consider whether the whether the vaccines are right for you. And then we have, of course, we have people with autoimmunity, and I work a lot with people who have autoimmune diseases. And again, you really want to look at those individuals and decide whether or not it's the right thing for you to have done. So my advice around the jabs is to speak to somebody like myself, speak to your GP, read up, but make sure you're reading up on scientific sources uh, because there's a lot of other stuff out there as well. And we all know how easy it is to doctor Google things. Um, But I really think, you know, take a lot of that advice. If you are a healthy individual, then the decision is probably relatively simple if you really are kind of immunocompromised, you've got those real difficulties, then again, that might be an easier decision for you to make. But if you fall in this bracket in the middle, which is, you know, people who have underlying autoimmune disease or autoimmunity that's maybe not fully balanced, or you have something like Epstein-Barr or a reactivated form of a virus, high viral load, then that's kind of that tricky middle area where we really need to have a discussion and decide whether or not it's the right thing for you. And make sure that you're making the right choice on that. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing that I would say around this topic is try to avoid all the promotions out there because there are so many promotions that go out around this time of year, um, ready for the winter. And a lot of them are around immune boosting. And I think this is a really important conversation to have because immune boosting is basically a sales hack. It's mostly used within the supplement world, um, but maybe for other things as well, other services and things like that. If you see something that says immune boosting, as a general rule, I would say avoid that. 
because that is a sales trick. We do not want to boost your immune system. So that's really important. Having an immune system that is in overdrive, it's definitely not something that we want. This is what leads to things like autoimmunity. So if we've got an immune system that is in overdrive, that can lead to autoimmune diseases. It can trigger autoimmune diseases. If you've got any of that underlying there, it's going to make flare-ups and relapses worse. So we definitely don't want to be boosting our immune system. And this really is just a sales trick. If your immune system is well-balanced and working effectively, you shouldn't need to do things to boost that immune system. So it's very much, I always talk about boosting energy. That's a different thing. But I always talk about boosting energy and balancing immunity. And this really is what my method, the mitoimmune method, is designed to do. And we have a four-week nutrition plan to help you with this. So we'll add the link um, in the show notes below if you if you want access to that. And this nutrition plan is really designed to help boost energy, work on the mitochondria, give you more of that fuel that you need, through the, particularly through the winter, because we do get more tired at, through the winter if we have the shorter days and things like that, but also to balance immunity, to balance your immune system. And this is the key. We want to support your mitochondria, and we'll dig into that more in a future episode, and that's for the energy, but we want to balance your immune system. So an underactive immune system, that's when you're going to be getting like catching everything, you know, getting if the children are coming home from school and you're picking everything up, you know, that's not normal. Kids catch things because their immune system develops um, at a younger age and they are coming into contact with more things for the first time. If yours is well balanced, you really shouldn't be picking everything up. You should be able to avoid things. And I've had clients who I've worked with where, you know, now the the husband or the wife, whichever way it might be, um, the other the other half catches everything off the children. And the people that I've worked with, the clients that I've worked with no longer do. And that's really important. So an underactive immune system, you're going to catch everything. We don't want that. If we've got a balanced immune system, you shouldn't really be picking things up. And if you've got an overactive or a boosted immune system, you're at that risk of autoimmune diseases and things like that. So balance really is key. So my second kind of tip around the immune system and all the all the noise that we hear at this time of year is to support your immune system. That's key. But to do that in a way that balances it and to avoid all of this kind of immune boosting hype that we hear at this time of year because a lot of it is promotional and we really shouldn't need to do too much to our immune systems if it's already well balanced so the key is going to be working to find any underlying causes um, any root causes or underlying imbalances that are meaning that your immune system is not balanced in the first place and then working on those and making sure that you're just getting a really healthy diet that you are getting the nutrients within that diet to support the immune system. And we're going to touch on this in a moment. And also doing the other things, the lifestyle things that help support your immune system. So there's lots that we can do to support and balance immunity, but we definitely don't want to be doing things that boost immunity. Something else I would just add to this as well, because I know a lot of you out there listening will have autoimmune diseases because I work with a lot of those types of people. So I'm sure there's a lot of you listening who, who do have those conditions. And that is that, Actually, some of the things that you take, even to balance immunity, so things that actually are really good for balancing the immune system, you actually, they're contraindicated in certain autoimmune diseases. So it's really important before you just start taking tons of supplements at this time of year to support your immune function, that you work with somebody that really knows what they're doing. I think a lot of people think that supplements are totally safe. 
and you know they can just go and kind of pick them up over the counter and start taking things and apply themselves with all these supplements and they're going to feel great and it's just not that simple supplements react with other supplements supplements also react with drugs if you're on any medication and supplements also interact with health conditions so some supplements that are really good for your immune system really good for balancing that out that we would give to the average person may be contraindicated if you've got certain autoimmune diseases so particularly if you've got anything underlying don't just rush into taking supplements without speaking to somebody that really does know what they're doing so that would be my other thing to say around a lot of this kind of immune boosting talk that we hear at this time of year and then the third thing i kind of wanted to dig into a little bit today is giving you some of these top tips to help with your immune function. So things that you can get into the diet, lifestyle things that you can do. And we're just going to touch on a few of those now. So here's my top 10 tips to help support your immune function. So the first one is vitamin D. So vitamin D benefits the immune system in many different ways. It inhibits B cell proliferation. It can suppress T cell proliferation. It can move people from Th1 dominance to Th2. And certain autoimmune conditions like MS, for example, are actually TH1 dominant. So this can be really helpful in these conditions. But the main thing to know is that vitamin D has a huge impact on our immune function. And the science shows that there are some conditions that are actually far more prevalent in areas where vitamin D levels are low. And if, like me, you live in the UK, then vitamin D levels are pretty much low all year, but especially at this time of year. So vitamin D is the one that we're going to discuss here that is actually really difficult to get from foods. And you, you can get it from foods like eggs and mushrooms. And you can actually help that process by, if you leave your mushrooms in the sun, for example, that will increase the load of vitamin D in them. But it's still going to be really difficult to get enough vitamin D just from food alone. And that's why we often recommend vitamin D as a supplement. But vitamin D, really important for your immune function. Number two would be vitamin C. So vitamin C plays a really big role in the immune system, as well as that sort of stimulating activity of white blood cells. If you come into contact with a virus, it's also an antioxidant, which neutralizes free radicals, which will damage your cells if you've got too many of them. So we really need these antioxidants in the body. And you can get vitamin C from foods like citrus fruits, peppers, tomatoes, your cruciferous veg, so things like broccoli, cabbage, sprouts, cauliflower, and then fruits like cherries, plums, and strawberries. So it's very easy to get enough of that in the diet. Number three would be zinc. So zinc is another nutrient that is really beneficial to your immune system. But you should, again, be able to get enough through a balanced diet, mostly through foods. So Zinc comes a lot from animal products. So things like chicken, red meat, oysters, uh, seafood, but you can also get it from plant foods. So if you don't eat the meat or the animal products, then you can get moderate levels of zinc from things like nuts and seeds, whole grains. So things like quinoa, rice and oats. Um, eggs also contain some zinc and so do legumes. So things like your chickpeas, your beans and your lentils. So if you're eating plenty of those sorts of foods in your diet, you should be able to get enough zinc in the diet as well. Number four would be adequate protein. So protein is actually made up of amino acids that are the essential building blocks that we need. And the main function is to build and repair. And we often talk about protein when we're looking at things like exercise and your muscles and recovery, but it also has a really important role in immune function. So it supports a balanced immune system. 
It promotes synthesis of glutathione. That's our master antioxidant. And it also aids repair and recovery. So getting enough protein in your diet is also going to be really important for immune health. Tip number five would be selenium. So selenium is another nutrient that is really beneficial in fighting infections and balancing the body's immune system. And some studies have actually shown that selenium may also be beneficial in actually preventing some infections as well. And there's a really easy, simple way to get enough selenium in the diet. And that is just two Brazil nuts a day. So you really need two of these. And you don't want too many. You don't want to be eating tons of them because we don't want everything in moderation. We don't want too much selenium in the diet. But just two Brazil nuts a day is going to give you adequate selenium to help support your immune system. Tip number six would be iron. So iron is actually one of the most common nutritional deficiencies that we come across. And getting a blood test to check your iron can be hugely beneficial. Iron actually helps you. So it helps you get your oxygen from your lungs all around your body. So it helps transport that oxygen. And we really need oxygen for everything. But testing your iron levels is important because we don't want to just guess and supplement without knowing your levels. It's really important with iron to only supplement if you are deficient. In terms of immunity, iron can be used by infectious agents so things like bacteria if they get into your body to increase their own growth. So when our inflammatory response is triggered, when we come into contact with bacteria or viruses in the body, the body will actually not absorb as much iron from food to prevent its use by these infectious agents to grow. So, but what that can mean is that actually, if you've got a chronic infection or if you're post-infection, you may actually be low in iron because your body may not have been taking up enough iron from your diet. Now you can get enough iron from your diet, Iron-rich foods are predominantly meat, so this is what we call heme iron, and it's much more bioavailable. But there are some non-heme forms as well, such as beans and tofu. And while they aren't as readily absorbed as the heme iron, so the, the stuff from the sort of the meat, the animal protein, you can actually improve absorption of iron by consuming it with vitamin C-rich foods. So that's a really good tip if you don't eat um, the animal products, if you are vegetarian or vegan and you're trying to get enough iron in the diet, if you eat those iron-rich foods, eat them with vitamin C-rich foods, because it's really going to help with that absorption. And those vegetarian sources are less easily absorbed. So number seven, we're moving on to some lifestyle elements. And I'm going to kind of do two together here, but the next two are nature and walking. So nature is not only good for stress relief, but it also gets you out into cleaner air. And the lungs are a really important part of the immune system. They help to fight infection by removing pollutants and they help to balance inflammation. And pollution that we breathe in can actually accumulate in the lungs and weaken our immune defences. So getting outside into nature and cleaner air can be really beneficial. And mix this with walking. And it's not only going to get you outside in that cleaner air, preferably, that's where we want you to do the walking, but it's also going to give you exercise, which research has shown can really help move immune cells around your body. And we know that exercise in general keeps you really healthy. So number eight is breath work. And breath work can really help to reduce stress and improve immune function. And it's got really wide ranging benefits. Lots of studies have now been done on this, but it can be things from strengthening the lungs, relieving stress, to moving you into a more parasympathetic state of relaxation, all of which benefits immune function. Number nine is sleep. So adequate sleep is really important as during sleep, your immune system releases cytokines, which are immune protective. 
And also in those who don't get enough sleep, it's been found that antibodies which fight infection are actually reduced in those people. So sleep is really important for our immune function. And lastly, number 10 is soil health. So soil health actually supports the nutrient content that is found in our foods. And the healthier the soil, the better the quality of our food. And studies have shown that if we're exposed to this healthier soil and foods that are grown in this healthier soil, our own microbiome is actually more diverse and therefore healthier and better for our immune function. Because remember, more than 70, maybe 80% of our immune system is in the gut. So this really promotes the benefits of an organic diet and free from things like your pesticides and your GMOs. So they are my 10 top tips for balancing an immune system, especially at this time of year. But if you want to dig in a little bit more, we have got our energy and immune balancing nutrition plan, which I will link below in the show notes. It's four weeks. It's got all the meal plans, all the recipes, all the shopping lists. So making it really easy for you to implement these tips into your day-to-day life. So I hope you found that really beneficial. And I think it's really important to have this conversation around immunity at this time of year, just because it is such a hot topic at this time of year. And there's a lot of things out there that, you know, like we've said, can be kind of promotional and misread and maybe not always the best advice. So I hope you found this really helpful on this episode and I will see you next week with another fantastic guest. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it and help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter, also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.